This podcast is sponsored by Enriched. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you'll know that I'm not a big fan of Big Pharma. So I do everything I can to try and stay out of their sickness subscription system. And a key component in my daily arsenal is a dose of what I'm calling the White Basement Lion King Super Stack. First, chugga mushroom, known as the king of mushrooms for a reason. Its potent antioxidant, antiviral, immune-supporting properties make it the most studied medicinal mushroom on earth. And although there can be only one king, the king wears a mane, a lion's mane. Brain-boosting, neuron-sharpening, cognition-enhancing, lion's mane is the perfect partner for King Chaga and the second half of the Lion King Super Stack. For me, it's the perfect start to my day helping me to go hard and go home. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the discount code WHITEBASEMENTPOD to get a 10% discount site-wide. Start your day like a king. Go to Enriched and grab the Lion King Super Stack now. It was important for me, I think, um, all, all the ones that I wanted to, to use, I wanted to have a bit of a, like, both ethically and also so sustainably uh, for those parts of the world because it's so easy to you know get your beans from wherever and you don't know what practices that are being done you don't know what the the lives of those people are um so all the coffees that i have are either they're direct trade they're, they're fully traceable um one of them is fair tr- fully fair trade and and the other one's fully rainforest alliance as well so just to know where stuff's coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most important things. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at White Basement Pod. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, anywhere like that, leave us a review, good or bad. It helps people to find us. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the bell button and hit all so you'll never miss an episode. Today I am joined by Greg Wilger-Jones, founder, president and king of Heel Hook Coffee, a business he set up in May this year to supply coffee, badass coffee in fact, to badass BJJ people. And I'm also joined by... What did I write a proper introduction for today? <laughs> I'm also joined by my wing woman and white basement coffee wizard, Goshikonda, in the studio to fact check my lack of coffee knowledge in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us back. Well, having me back. Having yeah, you thank back. you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you for coming down. Yeah. How long was your drive? It was three and a, well, three and a half hours plus a break, so about four hours, I think. Well, that's that's commitment. Commitment yeah. to coffee. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's flattering to be asked to come down. So, well, like, like we were saying before we uh, before we started recording, um, I, th- I think your your uh, heel hook popped up on Instagram. Um, is that is that where you're mm. most active? Yeah, Insta- yeah, that, that's pretty Pop- much it. Popped up on Instagram, and I don't know if I saw it or you saw it. Probably me. But it was like, oh, coffee and jujitsu. Yeah. That's kind of like sounds like it's wrong to say my cup of tea. <laughs> but you know, sounds like sounds like something that's uh, in our wheelhouse. So, um, and normally I ask people to to do a little bit of their jujitsu story. So maybe just do me like a 
two minute potted version. You do say you've been training about five years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I started training BJJ about five years ago, but really sort of martial arts. I've been doing it since for, forever. So I started when I was eight doing kickboxing and sort of karate and was doing that and, and fighting and uh, competing until I was about 20. And then, um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got a bit fed up of being hit in the head so much. Um, so moved over to doing judo for a couple of years and then um, uh, and then found jujitsu and I was sort of obsessed with it. Well, you know, my, my wife um, was getting very frustrated at me because whilst we, we were traveling out in, in Central America and, and I was just obsessed with jujitsu, I was like, I just really want to go and do jujitsu. That's all I want to go and do. Um, and finally found a place in Mexico where we got to train for a couple of weeks. I went in there, sort of uh, cock of the walk thing. Oh, well, I've done a couple of years of judo. I'll be fine, I'm sure. I'm about blue belt level. Yeah, 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 that. Uh, and um, yeah, Tulum Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, they, were, they were really kind to me. And then as soon as I got back to the UK, it was, yeah, straight to check oh, out. Amazing. Plymouth, we so. just came back from Tulum oh, earlier. Oh. Well, when did we go? March? <laughs> March, March, March yeah. time? Yeah. So there, mm. there's a, there's a Jiu-Jitsu club there? Yeah. Where yeah. else? Um, is it the old right. kind is of it old on, is it, town? It's not on the sea road. Is, is it in the older I don't think main town so. bit? Yeah, they're, they're pretty easy to find on, on Instagram. I cannot remember. It's, it's oh, a few years ago now. But do, do. They they were really, um, really good. And they're, yeah, they, it was so So you, you hadn't started training jiu-jitsu before that? Have you no. just been watching it online or whatever? Well, I, yeah, I, I suppose that the, the interesting thing with it was is when I started doing judo, one of the first things you hear about is kind of then jiu-jitsu kind of in the background like everyone knows about it obviously mixed martial arts is uh, there too so so it all kind of blends in and the 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 hardcore judo people is well lo lots of them are like well basically just judo kind of idea or um my understanding of it this legitimate i thought ah right brazilian jiu-jitsu that's the one without the gi and judo is the one with the gi that was kind of my first <laughs> peripheral understanding and then as soon as i started yeah getting online looking at it reading about it and sort of becoming more and more intrigued by the idea because i remember distinctly in my first judo class we kind of went into newaza no groundwork and the first thing i wanted to do was like grab someone's leg and start twisting it and, and it was like no 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 we don't do leg locks and i was like okay and and that was fine because i didn't know anything but then as I went along, I started thinking, oh, but there's all this stuff. And I wanted a, I didn't want to get hit in the head like like they do in mixed martial arts or Muay Thai or something, but I wanted something a bit broader, um, which is, yeah, then... And also, I think that there, there's just the zeitgeist around jiu-jitsu of, you know, cool uniforms, patches, you know, rash guards and interesting personalities, so... Yeah, this yeah. this kind of one of the things that we've talked about before yeah. is that it's very, it is very, it's kind, it's almost like kind of a skateboarding or a surfing or something. Uh -huh. It's like you, you mm. do your own version of it. Yeah, your own game, your own gear, your own patches, the rash mm. guards you mm. like, all of that kind I, of stuff. I have to say, like when I see the academies that you are only allowed to wear, you know, like a plain kind of white, white gear, I'm thinking, uh, I'll struggle. Mm. <laughs> or, or just the club gear yeah. or something, or you have to have the club patch, that sort of thing. It's a, it, it might be a bit like shallow, I don't know, but I just love the colours, you know, mm. everything. And I, I mean, I, I can see like yeah. why that kind of stuff is, 
is useful uh-huh. and I think it's I think it would almost be good to have it like so when you do photos when you do seminars when you do gradings mm. whatever mm. wear the wear the uniform mm. wear the club geese so you've got these cool pictures everyone matches yeah. whatever and the rest of the time just training what you're training I think that's probably like a a good balance. I, I can think see just both kind of side of, sides of it because I think yeah, if you kind of have everyone in the same kind of like uniform, the pictures it's, look it's, nice, yeah, right? Yeah. The pictures do look nice when you see yeah, clubs, uh, like Roger Graces and those guys. Yeah, they all sharp. they all match. Uh-huh. Mm. But I mean, yeah, but same. If someone hand, said like, you can only I like wear my this, Greggy. <laughs> I think it's um, it's it's where it's, it's where it's coming from as a concept, as as a um, if you have a policy in your gym of a particular thing, it's where is that that particular policy coming from is it mm-hmm. because you want people to buy your gi and your gis and therefore you, yeah. you're forcing everyone to do it or is it because like you say it's pictures it's um it, it's just the that like concept a, maybe tradition kind mm. of a concept it, yeah then it, i can kind of respect that yeah because uh-huh. because it, it's where that kind of um maybe more japanese element or, mm-hmm. or um rubs up then against the more maybe brazilian bit more chilled out yeah elements yeah which is why i think uh in on on that kind of path is why a lot of people go to nogi Mm. because it's even less um restrictive in that Mm. way i mean it's nogi is something that kind of didn't exist at all 15 Mm. years ago because even you know from from speaking to some of the people that i've had on the on the podcast nogi was was gi without the gi Whereas now, no gear mm. is a completely different system. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different game. You know, you can be really good in the gi and struggle no gi and vice versa. Mm. You know, if you if you train no gi a lot and you go to gi and there's no heel hooks mm. and yeah. below brown belt, no knee bars and no toe holds and stuff, you that's half your submissions have gone yeah. right and slipping out of out of arm bars suddenly becomes a hell of a lot yeah no <laughs> spinal difficult. twisting and yeah. neck cranks and something you can't do so you 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 lose a lot of your kind of whole game and and vice versa i was talking to um jack cronin um from 33 jiu-jitsu uh it will mm. be probably two three episodes before this one um but he was a brown belt in the gi and his fingers were mashed and he's sort of was thinking like he can't really train gear anymore because his hands were so bad so he started doing no gear and he said he was you know it was a it was a decent level brown belt and he said he was just getting smashed by by blue belt level guys no gear because he, he mm. lost all his grips mm. all the all the stuff he was used to but something i i said to him and his his response was quite interesting you know i said that i don't like no gear because I'm older and I like the gi because it slows everything down. I can kind of secure positions better. And he said, the reason why no gi is faster and slipperier is because you don't understand how to do it. Mm. If you understand no gi, you can slow people down in no gi. It's just different from doing it in the gi. You know, you've got your underhooks and overhooks and this and that. And, he, you know, he kind of said it in a way of like, it's it's just a different thing. You mm. know, there are there are... Like with judo, there are similarities, but you can be high-level judo. You're going to get destroyed in a jiu-jitsu comp, and vice mm. versa. And 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 gi and no gi, it's they're they're different. Mm. But you train both, right? Yeah, yeah. I try to try to train. I I try. I've been training more gi than I have been no gi, to be honest. Um, but always that kind of thought is always in the back of my head of like when I do eventually get to that black belt level, I'd like to. I thought be, he was going to say when you get old. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe maybe when I get older, I don't know. But I'd like to have a rounded game. I want to at yeah. least be able to 
pull into whichever side of of that um that i am and they, and it you know it's been talked about before it, it works different things mm-hmm. one is you know more defensive there is maybe a, a, a slightly different element of slowness what moves work what doesn't work uh, and and how you move around is is just different so um but it's so interesting like you say about that nogi evolution in the last so many years because obviously back in the day back in brazil they had luta livre and things but that kind of has become a bit of a forgotten art or catch wrestling as well mm. big obviously had a big influence on jiu-jitsu luta livre um valley judo back in the sort of turn of the century which is all very interesting history mm. <laughs> mm. yeah i think you know that trying to differentiate itself and also um as an art you know having the gi in it being also there's you know some claims to it being a exclusive thing that the people who could afford gis were training brazilian jiu-jitsu the people who mm. couldn't afford gis living in the favelas and the things they're all tra- training them loosely yes and yeah and so do you still train different martial arts or it's purely no, jiu-jitsu um, now well i've been i'm training jiu-jitsu pretty much solely I have started doing some Aikido recently, which has uh, been a fun and interesting journey of of my sort of philosophy around thinking about martial arts. And, you know, obviously the, the big question is always like the effectiveness does of those work? martial arts. How <laughs> does it work? Well, I, I mean, it's such an interesting concept of like what is working? What do, What is it to to work? And in what situations? Like I think, you know, uh, some some of the claims of uh, some aikido practitioners the way that it does is clearly absolute nonsense but there's a uh, there's certain concepts around it that that i think are quite useful to think about and to assimilate there's a there's a guy on youtube that i've been following reason why i started doing it christopher hein and his approach to aikido is is unique it's so much more around distancing um you know and weapons based stuff but you know even that is such an interesting topic because once you start thinking about conflict uh, and how it works i say conflict as opposed to like fighting in the streets as it were is so complex um whether yeah, or not it's completely different yeah i mean it's kind of something that uh david anuma said when he was on because i was asking i don't know how we got onto the subject but i was asking him what his thoughts on self-defense against a knife mm. i don't know how we got onto the subject and because you know there's there's a, you see a lot of stuff of you grab it like this and you do it it's that's mm. never going to happen mm. right but what what he said just in terms of conceptually it's better to have some knowledge than to have no knowledge mm. Mm. i think as well um it, it's such a difficult thing to train because of because you might it can all be over so quickly with with that sort of thing but also that there's certain concepts that I think get lost along the way when it comes to whether it's knife or whether someone's carrying a bat or something like that, how you'll act because suddenly, you know, the sting is in the tail, like you can see it and, or you've got it, you know, you know, if you're defending yourself, like legitimately, you might grab a bat and be like, you know, so what are people going to do? They're going to grab the bat and then they're not going to let go. Which I think, you know, when you actually watch something like Aikido or uh, traditional jiu-jitsu and you go, why the hell is he holding on to his wrist? 
It's because if he's carrying a knife, you know, you're not going to let go of that wrist. You're going to follow that really. You're going to oh, don't keep it away from me. Yeah. Which um, and all that stuff. So I've just been intrigued by it, which is why I've kind of. So how long how, how long you've been doing the aikido? Only a few weeks, really. Um, but <coughs> I have this problem with hyperfixation. So, like sometimes I'll find certain subjects, things that I'll be doing, and my whole like mental energy suddenly starts like turning inwards on it. Um, especially if it's, you, you know, uh, either philosophically or sort of uh, intellectually interesting to me. Hence why I just started, you know, putting my brains onto that and trying to figure out, you know, because there's, there's a lot of perceived wisdom about it. Or, you know, as I say, I've been doing combat sports or whatever for a long time, you know, since I was young. And you realise, think, think first thing I realised was, well, when I did kickboxing, you know, I was relatively good at kickboxing, I think, you know. Um, and the, But the only thing you can do with kickboxing is escalate a fight, you know. Like, if you're in a conflict, any, any conflict situation, I don't know, you're, you're there arguing with the, the traffic warden or something. It's like, you know, your martial arts, one of the first, the only things that it can do is just, what, you know, whack him on the nose and then, then what happens? Um or you think about the fact that fights don't end, you know, that they they do, but they don't. Like when someone walks away, you know, what if you mm. beat someone down and they walk away, but then they come back? You know, what what is what are you trying to pursue? Or, or you know, you do someone some real damage, you will end up in the back of a police car. Because even if you end up walking out later, that might be 48 hours later, where they've questioned you, they've gone through all the rigmarole and then you have to appear in court so it's almost like the fight doesn't end because you know but then similarly maybe you'd want to kill the person rather than die or injure them somehow but you want to choose that level and uh i think that's that's one of the things i like about jujitsu and and stuff like that yeah yeah it definitely um has a different um direction of travel any mm. kind of physical um, scenario is that you're mm. you're basically trying to immobilize the person to some degree rather than strike. And yeah. and I mean as well, uh, I think when it comes to like that concept as well. Firstly, there's there's all the steps leading up to that of when are you in physical conflict with someone, mm. and how do you prevent that? How do you, you know, try to actually in a weird way, agree with them? How do you say, well, you know, it's fine. Mm. Let's not do that. Why don't I buy you a drink? Let's do something else. You're always trying to avoid the Why fight. don't I brew you a coffee? Yeah, brew you a coffee, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I just so happen to have Being, this yeah. bag in the back so, of my car. So, yeah, so, but, um, you know, how do you bring someone back down to that that level of actually negotiation as opposed to something physical? And mm. then if you are in a physical conflict with someone, one of the problems can be things like if you're in full mount with someone mm -hmm. and they hold on to you and that's when their mate tries to soccer kick you, you can be in a real, real difficult situation. So it's choosing. I'm not saying I have all the, I don't have any answers really. I just it, have questions, it, questions. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to explore at the moment in my sort of jujitsu journey. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, maybe we should turn <laughs> yeah. towards the coffee. Yes. So, yeah, coffee. so this was, um, this was May this year mm -hmm. that that it went live. No, 
It was, was made this year when of... I had the idea. Okay, so so how did tell tell me how it happened? So I was in the Lake District with some friends, and you know, I, it gives you it's great when you go out somewhere like that. Phones are off, and you're just thinking about things, thinking about what what I'd like to do. And I've always always wanted to like be in small businesses. I love coffee. That's you know evident. Um, and I just thought, hmm, is there is there something in that? You know, one of one of my friends, I was talking to him a lot about it. Um, what's, uh, you know, where where are these holes? Because I thought I'm probably I I would love to be in and around jujitsu all the time. That's that's one of my big aims in in life: jujitsu, jujitsu culture, um, doing the things that I love um, most of the time, and also providing something. And I watch all my friends, various little entrepreneurs. I mean, it's ridiculous looking at our club at the moment. We've got so many people, whether they're jujitsu related businesses or not, little business owners. I don't know if it's something in the water. Which <laughs> what's your club? Um, well, they're called uh, Ocean BJJ or Checkmat Plymouth. Um, Ian Harrop and uh, Amy Winston and uh, Ricky Bellingham, the other instructors. And uh, yeah, I've been training with them most of the time that I've been doing uh, jiu-jitsu. I think I used to, I did train for a year in Clevedon BJJ as well. Just shout out for them. They were really good. So I think it's like, as you say, that there's so many different like little business owners. Isn't Because I think whatever you are surrounded by you kind of get inspiration right so mm. i think if you see that someone is actually doing something with their idea then it triggers quite often that uh in you as well mm. which is really cool well, yeah. yeah and and i think it was like i didn't know any i didn't even know where to start because you know I, i'm i'm a always been uh, uh pay as you earn type person uh -huh. <laughs> my companies do that for me uh, that sort of thing so i didn't even know where you where you start i didn't even know whether it was possible to i don't know sell coffee or how you do it what's the tax what do you you know health and safety i don't know so you know that's where i started looking found a roaster in dorset um and they were really great to chat to and work with um found a few blends started testing them brought them in it all happened very fast mm -hmm. that was it but then these things happen they're fast and slow you know maybe nothing happens for a week and then suddenly everything happens in one day uh so that's where i started moving and along the roaster do they do like a white label uh, mm. yeah only, yeah they do, they do various various ones um private label white label um they do loads of different single origins and specialities and they're yeah they're really great um uh 918 out there um 918 918 yeah shout out to 918 roasters they're really good and you can choose like coffee from this selection that they already offer mm. or do they do like a bespoke they can do it bespoke they, they and do. that is something that i really want to go into but i've been choosing from from some that they've they've got already uh -huh. um so do they, do they, I mean, when you went in to, to, to talk to them or you ring them up mm -hmm. or whatever, you, you just said, I'm thinking of selling coffee, coffee. to my jiu-jitsu <laughs> people. And they were like, hmm, okay. Coffee. Uh, <laughs> coffee. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of, it starts off as uh, essentially I needed to get my idea together. 
Um, I already, the reason why I chose them as well is they are an ethical brand. They have sustainable coffee. They, um, and they're fully traceable. They use some really interesting things like eco roast. I don't know if you've heard of the eco roast where, where they take old coffee grounds and they burn that to, to use to make, to do the roasting, um, amongst other things. So, so I saw them as, as people that I could work with. So yeah, got in contact with them and they're like, fine, that'd be great. Um, what's your idea? Well, sort of for jujitsu people, for martial arts people. Um, so I got my website together, got some labels, went on Fiverr, um, which was fantastic actually. It's surprisingly easy to, to find amazing artists um, mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, Indonesia was, was where I got the labels and, oh, and the artwork done. So you just put a brief on there saying, I'm making coffee, I want... Did you did you go already with that heel hook name or you, you just said, I want... Yeah, I came up with that whilst I was in... Whilst we... I was in uh, the Lake District. Tapping to Hillhook. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was trying. I was thinking. Of, I, I was trying to think. How, how do you come up with a name? Like yeah. names are the hardest <laughs> to come up with. I'm sure you know. Uh, maybe even coming up with White Basement Pod is was you yeah. know its own difficult journey. Like, what do we call this sort of thing? Um, so, so for me, it was going to be the first thing that people heard. And trying to make it broad enough, but also, you know, specific enough. But so. So, did you have any other like it was nearly called this and that and that, or that just popped up and you were kind of like this is up in conversation? And I think, and I'm sure loads of loads of names, loads. I was I walked up a couple, good couple of mountains, just constantly trying to trying to come up with names. (laughs) Um, Combat the grind, which is our slogan i say ah it's me um (laughs) the is the slogan and that was actually came uh rachel my friend came up with that whilst we were all around the fire in this uh uh, in the little airbnb that we were staying in so that's a good slogan mm, shout out to rachel (laughs) (laughs) and uh so i was really happy with with that and then once once kind of locked it in i kind of had to and i i don't know whether other people find this but I just had to blank every all the other names out because if I started thinking, oh, but what if it was that? Oh, maybe that would be a better name. Then oh. I knew that it would it would torture me at night. <laughs> I'd be like awake being like, but if I'd put on the label this, maybe more people would be interested in it. But <laughs> I mean, it's a good name. I, I, that is, you know. Yeah, that is definitely a cool name. Mm. Yeah, and it's a cool uh, it's a cool little uh, logo badge. Mm. artwork so what do you call it is it a logo 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 suppose, yeah logo yeah it's called logo yeah. so so these do these guys do all of the produce all the packaging and everything you just send them no, like a um, jpeg pdf whatever no no i i i produced um i got i found a labeling company and had to produce all the labeling my myself which you know when you're coming into these these sorts of things small businesses anything this is when when you start the rubber starts really hitting the road because obviously costs materials where's it coming from who's shipping it how what's the minimum quotas um so finding uh trying to balance quality with and and that's quality of everything versus price because 
it all costs money and then yeah well, so know. this was this was kind of one of the things that i wanted to um to to kind of understand better is how much do you need to buy and do you need to buy yeah. it how frequently and what what happens with all your sh- do, do these guys ship or do you use like a drop shipper or yeah the the great thing is is they they ship for me so they send it out from uh from where they are and right, so you don't really need a uh, storage space. Yeah, like my it. wife wouldn't have put it <laughs> in a, a garage full of. That's what I'm saying. I wonder whether the spare room is like filled with coffee. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that then puts I mean, you know the pressure on to then sell, 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 sell right at that point. Um, if if you've got it, because it only lasts for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. If if you're into your coffee, you don't want it to be any older than you know a few weeks, maybe, yeah. um, maybe a little bit older. But then it starts to get into the territory of not as good quality. Um, so, so are they, exactly. they kind of roasting then roasting as they go along so they depending they, on how many order. people order yeah. kind of yeah. thing so mm. it might you might say like shipping takes two to five days or whatever once they can do a certain amount they'll they'll roast it and they, send it they um they actually do it uh so they're really top quality top quality guys they know exactly what they're i i mean it's a bit like the magic of of how chefs know how much food they need to have in in mm-hmm. stock they know they they they've got a feel a really good feel for it um and and who they work with exactly exactly how their supply chains work i'm not exactly sure but they are high quality so they don't keep lots of stuff in for a long time that comes in they're then producing these roasts and getting them out for us it's actually one to two, i actually it's really one business day if you can get the order in before one o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, but it's one to two business days is what i got on the website oh, that's super fast really and cool. so it so it really gets out there and i think that's what people want isn't it and and actually they use they use dpd or royal mail whichever one kind of works best for you um similarly they can give deals on when when i order larger amounts um, and things like that so wholesale and it's it, it's a it's one of these murky parts of the business that i'm still learning about really I'm very much of a um, a white belt level with <laughs> with all of this. Even with the old school black belt. Yeah. Bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So have you have you got three three blends at the moment? I've got four. Four. Uh, one of them is a decaf blend, which didn't bring along today. Which apologies for. What's my the name decaf of the decaf? People. What's the name of the decaf? White belt. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not white belt. Suddenly my mind's gone blank. We'll come back. To we'll come back. We'll to come back to it. it will come to me. Promise. And so, do you, do you are you selling as much decaf as caffeinated? Because I normally, be, I kind of normally yeah, do decaf. Yes, so decaf is one of the things uh, within <coughs> coffee now industry that is growing outside the fastest mm. at this moment. It's like a real boom for decaf coffee now. Like mm. decaf for years had a really bad name, and everyone was taking the Mickey out of you know decaf. There's lots of memes, and you know if you mention decaf in a coffee world, would be like oh, like a devil. <laughs> but now there's actually lots of good specialty coffee as well. That mm. is well, I, w- I wish I brought it along actually because it's um, mm. uh, it's from Colombia, so it's single origin, and cool. it uses uh, the Swiss water method oh, type okay. to, to remove it. But they also it's roasted a bit darker to kind of even out the flavors. And actually, mm. um, I've heard from decaf drinkers, and I've tried it myself. I really like it. Um, I've already had um, repeat buyer for for that. So I, I would like to. to to stress that I really value the, the decaf guys because when uh, when they find a, uh, a coffee that they like, they'll hold on to that because, like yeah. you say, some of them are 
pretty rubbish out there. Uh-huh. Uh, really washed out flavors and don't really. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you know anything about the decaffeination process as well, but you can have few different types of mm. decaffeination. Mm. But actually, the Swiss water process is famous for uh, like retaining the 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 flavors the most out of. All the processes. Obviously, mm. you can still have a, a organic if you had a certification like that, because there's pretty much water used during so, the. So is it, is it actually Swiss water? No. Well, so the it's actually done in Canada. Huh? Oh. <laughs> uh, so no Swiss so water, Swiss but it was process. developed in. Right. Yes, exactly. But it it can be only done in Canada. So there is actually the institute that or like the the company that does this process. So you actually need to send your coffee from origin there because you will always uh, remove the ca- um, caffeine before coffee is roasted. So mm. always it's the green beans. So you remove the caffeine and um, that process is, I would say, the best. For so then, the and then those green beans go to your roaster and they roast yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and yeah. and you know it's because uh, the only other real one that I know of in terms of the decaf process, because I know there's a couple, is is really the chemical processes where you mm. put sort of an ethanol type. Yeah, so the, the caffeine y- out. Yeah, so uh, y- this, especially the sugar cane, mm. which is the uh, that is the chemical coming from the sugar cane, can be done at the origin, mm. so the coffee doesn't have to travel anywhere, uh, and that is predominantly a thing done in Colombia or maybe even only in Colombia but there is another uh, process CO2 which also is good so um, but, but the Swiss water process is supposed to be is the, the best. best one mm. but you won't really drink nothing... decaf or have you started drinking decaf now <laughs> well we've got she decaf at home like I was one of yeah. them bring out like a crucifix yeah but because in the past no one cared about decaf and decaf was always like roasted really dark when okay if it's like really dark roast you might have the coffee might have had a potential with like the flavors mm-hmm. but if it's like really really dark roast you kill all the flavors mm-hmm. and that's what was happening in the past uh, from my experience but now there's Especially last few months, I would say, um, caffeine and it's, it's such a hot topic. So I was like just like 10 years ahead of the curve. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking decaf, yes. <laughs> this does seem to be one of those things people sometimes get to a certain point and then they're like, I'm going to be decaf now. <laughs> well, the, the thing for uh, me was that I, yeah. like, I love caffeine and I love coffee with caffeine in it. Mm. But if I start drinking it, I need it every day. Mm. If I don't have it, I feel really sleepy and I think oh, I need to have a coffee. And I, d- I didn't really like that kind of reliance on having to have a stimulant to function. So I just was like, well, I'll drink decaf because then, you know, I can kind of drink it whenever I want to drink it. And I'm not relying on the, mm. the, 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 the buzz I get from it. But I mean, I love a cup of coffee with a bit of caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. I love a bit of coffee before training or, you know, in the morning if I didn't sleep well or whatever. But yeah, I just I was yeah. just kind of drinking it more out of sort of n- n- dodging the caffeine mm. just to dodge the stimulant effect, but mm. I don't yeah, there was, there was no other no better reason than that <laughs> really. I, I remembered the name that. It's called Rest Round. Oh. For anyone who's oh, okay, that's a good, a good name. <laughs> because I, I did 
all the the ideas around like for instance belts or something like that being so you so know, you got you got daily pohara yeah i don't know if i pronounced that correctly the americana and is it old school black, old school belt? black, black belt. belt yeah old school black belt I didn't, rest round. I didn't want anyone to feel that they were getting the subpar one or the less good one if I they mean, weren't rest, getting rest like, round does sound a bit like well, you know it's, <laughs> everyone needs a rest round occasionally take a little bit but it's better than wearing white belt uh, uh, the white, uh, the yeah. white belt one yeah white belt two stripes yeah well, you know, <laughs> when I when I hear rest round what, what I think which is what a few people have, have said when they've been on the podcast was uh, enough I think most recently might have been um, might have been Eddie who mm. uh, started the open corner. I think he said he that for his first class that he he went to, he'd done a couple of rounds, and he was just blowing out of his ass. And then some little guy came over to him and said, "Like, do you want to roll?" And he said, um, "Don't don't you need a rest round?" And he said, "You are my rest round." Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> rest round. I kind of think of it like that way. As someone saying to you, oh, "Do you want to roll?" Because I need a rest round. Yeah, there's, there's a certain something to that. Why poor did old, you point at me? Poor old decaf people. <laughs> well, well, in that in that way, maybe the 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 thing that is being the rest round is is the coffee itself. So. Yeah. So there we, you know. Well, as I'm, well, to your, I'm going to order some decaf. <laughs> I want to try to. I want to try to want to try the decaf. So, so and uh, hold on, because I've got a question uh, straight away as well. So you've mentioned the decaf is a single origin, mm-hmm. and the the other three are they also single origins, I've or got, you decided for, to go for blend? I've got um, one. The, the, the old school black, uh, the old school black belt is um, single origin Brazil. Okay, um, of course. And the the Americana <laughs> is all stuff from the americas so kind of tried to link it in there um it's got uh, el salvador and nicaragua uh, as well as i think colombia and brazil as well uh, mixed in there so that that's kind of the blend uh, that that one actually is the the dark the darker one um but i really rate it i really like it uh, i like all of them so that that's what you're going to hear from me <laughs> um uh, the the uh the pada is uh, is a slightly more wide variety blend so actually come there's some from india uh, as well as um, some from the americas but but it's a bit more of a, a wider mix mm-hmm. um i believe that pretty much all of them are uh, arabica uh, based though in the future i would like to start experimenting with having getting some blends that are have some robusta in them and things. Oh, interesting. That's another new new wave as well mm. of uh, robusta, actually, which have also really bad name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in uh, as well, maybe if you look at the specialty coffee, uh, mm. but that is changing as well. There's loads of projects now. Yeah. Um, we're getting. It, it's quite difficult still to get a good robusta, but you definitely can. And especially with some like anaerobic processes, mm-hmm. which then changes the flavor, alters the flavor a little bit of, of coffee. Um, so it's, it's another trend, which is interesting. Yeah. And, and I think where the uh, clearly the decaf is, is becoming a bigger thing, but also the mm-hmm. high caffeine side yeah, of things. On the opposite. <laughs> yeah, the is more caffeine. Yes. Right? Yeah. Twice. Yeah as much as yeah. arabica mm-hmm. so have you got any have you got any names in mind for the robusta Ooh, i i have got a couple of things um for instance 
I really wanted to. I, this one ca I came to me when all the way at the beginning was catch as calf can, <laughs> like which I mean maybe is one of the reasons why it's on the cutting room floor at the moment is because I didn't know if it was a bit too specialist as a <laughs> as a pun. Um, Seymour had a t-shirt, right? Yeah. Seymour Mirkatsu uh -huh. who trains with us. He had a he had a catch as catch can t-shirt, mm. so I think it's probably yeah. quite. We'll see, but there, well known. There's there's other ones as well. Trying to uh, maybe something about it, um, super fights or things like that, where where you you want to be a bit hyped up for those those mm. big rounds and mm -hmm. uh, and maybe people will, will like that. I know I know there's some people into the high caffeine stuff. I, I'm normally the the thing for me is always the flavor and and is it yeah. is it going to be good. Mm. And yeah, would you think but a cool to name do is, you need a cool name as well? well you do, yeah, you do. yeah, but, and yeah. if you kind of look at so, like, I don't know if you're familiar with this um coffee shop chain, uh, Black Sheep, have oh, you heard? Yes, of? Yeah, I've heard yeah, Black they're Sheep, yeah. famous mm. for the Robusta, right? Mm. I think that's why everyone knows them because I would say this is probably the only one I think it's specialty great day coffee. Um, but this is the only one, like a bigger name, that uses the robusta and mm. is quite proud of it, right? Mm. Yeah, 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 it's quite. I mean, people being ahead of the curve, the Vietnamese, they're they kind yeah. of that. They're all into Absolutely. robusta. I mean, when we went to Vietnam, in the coffee shops, right, it was like hundred percent robusta, which mm. yeah. everywhere else in the world is like hundred percent arabica. Mm. <laughs> so mm. that's that's. Do you think it's because they, they have so much of theirs with things like condensed milk and things like that? Right. I think uh, for Vietnam, the reason is because this is what they produce. Mm. So they produce yeah, fair enough. 99% <laughs> I think of the coffee or even more is uh, Robusta. They're yeah, the second yeah. biggest producer of coffee in the world. And is Vietnam? Yeah, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. After you, Brazil, so mm -hmm. do you, and they do they do do like all this condensed milk. And yeah, stuff. do you think, I, I do, think, you think they do that because it's robusta, I and think they need to temper it with the sweetness and uh, the creaminess. Potentially, and, uh, potentially because of that. Yeah, but I think desserts, as well, those, those Asian desserts generally are not super sweet, right? Mm. They're quite. Is it like tapioca and stuff? They're quite I'm kind thinking, of. Thinking, what was Vietnamese dessert we had? I think it's jelly. Fried things. I don't know. You know, it's like green happy. weird jelly that you don't know what it tastes like. Oh, things yeah, like that. That's and what I like. <laughs> ice cream that don't taste anymore. Mochi and these things. Oh, I love it. Okay. But but you know what I mean? They 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 don't really have like a super sweet tooth in that sense. Oh. But then the coffees kind mm. of were. Yeah. They were yeah, very they did. Convinced uh, remember the, the one with egg as well. You didn't like it, I think. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and I that was really don't sweet think as I would well. Like it. But I think so. Maybe because of that, but if you look as well at Europe, like Spain, Italy, especially Spain, Portugal, because the food does have some bitterness, right? Like you have aubergine, which is quite mm. bitter. Olives have some bitterness as well. Because this is the flavors that you are okay with and you are used to. So quite often Italians um, would have that blend of Arabica and Robusta mm. because they want that bitter flavor. So the Robusta in general is much more bitter than Arabica. Arabica will be more like sweeter, more acidic, uh, a little bit more like 
smoother um, mm. and balanced. And Robusta is famous, and that's why lots of people don't like it, because it can taste very bitter. Like, if you never tasted bad Robusta, like a, your average Robusta, it probably tastes like tarmac. Mm. <laughs> Not oh. that I ever tried tarmac. But how you imagine tarmac <laughs> would taste. Yeah, but, yeah. But that is what you what you want for, like... You know, I was thinking, like, on, on a label, you'd need a really giant label to write. Uh, yeah. It's, you've got 10 seconds left, you're eight <laughs> points down, and you're right, underside control. Is, yeah. Right, that's yeah, the name that's of the definitely. Coffee, right? But you need to abbreviate yeah. it. But yeah. then, on the other hand, yeah, Robusta definitely gives you yeah, the caffeine kick, which loads of people do like it. Especially mm. if you drink loads of coffee, maybe then you can drink, like, less. But uh, change it to Robusta. But lots of people like it. Like uh, whenever what about the, yeah. you know who who Zamar Paul Harris is. Have you, have you heard of that mm. guy? Yeah, he's a he was a, he's a Brazilian. I don't know mm. if he's even still fighting, but he was basically famous for breaking people's legs. He was is a knee bars only, and he would never let go. Yeah. So if he got if he knee bars, he's going to break your leg. Yeah. Broke all his training partners in the gym in every competition. He was just. Call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Robusta with, with added caffeine, Paul Harris, the Paul Harris blend. Yeah. yeah. And, and then why uh, did you have any reason to go for blends? Is that your, like your preference, or you? I think I like the. Um, I like what you can have out of out of blends sometimes of like mm. that, that it it does tailor the flavors where yeah. where it, when they're producing these these blends and these roasts you have a slight more element of um of customization mm -hmm. about what what they want to bring out of it whereas it, single origins fantastic if you find the single origin that works that you like. the best yeah. if, uh -huh. because you know one of the things that's shame say say you know you find a good single origin but then really you need to lighten the flavors up it needs to be slightly different mix that then you can't do that because then it wouldn't be single origin so that's kind of where my thought process goes mm -hmm. with it but as said, the ones that that you do get are are pretty fantastic. So that the the old school black belt, I really like it because it's got that kind of slightly more mangoey flavour to it. That what will that you, milk will you make some? Yeah, will you make some coffee? We're gonna do. We're gonna <laughs> do, do it live. Some, yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah, do we're some uh, and some cupping You'll and some tasting. And and so with the when you were choosing the blends. Were they kind of like sending you stuff mm -hmm. or did you go over there? I did both. So um, originally, so they sent me over some. So I, I just bought some that, well, uh, kind of chose the ones that I was like, okay, these are going to work. Because again, it comes into money a certain amount because I can't, if I get 20 or something, it does cost money because they're not, uh, you know, even if at trade prices. Did, did you start though with four? Did you think I'm going to, or did you start with one? Oh, to be honest, I start, I, I ummed and ahed about it because I knew I didn't want to have one because I wanted people to have a little bit of uh, choice because different people like lighter blends or medium, dark, that sort of thing. Um, but you could go nuts and, and have loads of different ones. And similarly, Producing labels is not not super cheap, so you got to you got to start thinking about the practicalities of it. I settled on four because I thought that that the, the ones that I chose eventually boiled down to that, and I, not with the pun there, um, came down to that, and I and I thought, okay, I I can't bear to not have one of these ones. 
Okay. Yeah. And so, do you know roughly like how many you went through? How many you tried? And did they? Did, did I'm kind of interested in the process as far as did, did you sort of go to them and say I like these types of flavors or I want something like this, something like this, something like yeah. this, and then they kind of recommended try this, try this, try this. Yeah. So so they have lists that I went through, different specifications sheets, um, origins, similarly. Um, write-ups on them and so i then went through that and i started choosing them off this uh, having a look through uh, trying to really narrow down what is the the style what's the type what's the what's going to speak to the customer in the best way um, and and then that that comes down to okay it sounds good but now i've got to get the beans and i've got to do something with it um and yeah i think must have gone through eight or nine, ten, maybe maybe more. I can't, I can't remember. I had so much coffee, <laughs> like it was ridiculous. But one one of the things that I did with it that I think, you know, really worked for me was I started. I used them not only doing, you know, a special espresso where I was like, okay, I'm trying this, I'm tasting this. I also used it as part of my daily routine. So I was like, and and made them in cafetiers, um, did a bit of filter, you know, tried to do it in the way that I knew other people would uh, in my slightly um, inept coffee making routines I, I know that I'm not I'm not the best but mo most people will kind of seven o'clock in the morning you mm. went to mm. bed late I mean that's probably is quite realistic mm. to what most people actually are going to do with them yeah as opposed to Mrs over here who's with the scale putting one bean in and out because it's 11 point one grams most people wouldn't you know then they're not going to be quite that precise so mm, i mm. guess that's probably more representative of what the average customer is yeah is going to do with it because i mean i mean one one thing i'm very aware of with coffee is um and coming at, at this again with a bit of a white belt mentality of, of the whole thing as much as i have always liked drinking coffee or at least for many many years uh is that it can be quite intimidating for people it can be quite uh especially if they've not done ground coffee before or it can be quite specialist or too a bit too elite that they, they don't feel like they can try it or they don't feel like they want to maybe have a go at have like you know their jujitsu mate is is has a new coffee company and there's part of them that would love to support it but then it's also like oh but then i have to get beans or something everyone's always asking oh do you have it in ground which you do um so do you do beans and ground? beans and ground because okay. so many people will only ever yeah. get ground. Well, this is coffee. the thing. So I mean, before we met, before well, you were you, you were not quite doing coffee when we kind of met, right? You were no. not quite there yet. Donuts and coffee, but <laughs> but but I mean, so I, I think I've I think I've told this story on a podcast. Yeah, I think I told it on the when we did the coffee one before. So you might have heard it as well. But mm. if anyone hasn't heard it. So, so I, I, like my coffee kind of skills. Go on, go on, tell the drink that you were ordering. No, not that. That was a, I can't even remember that. I can remember. Can you hear me? No, we, we can't hear you. Skinny latte. Skinny latte. Extra hot. Extra hot. With tiny bit of gingerbread syrup. With a tiny <laughs> bit of gingerbread <laughs> syrup. Half decaf. Half decaf. Half Half normal. Oh dear. So, I mean, that still sounds all right <laughs> to me, but but no, I had this I had this like instant coffee in the, in the cupboard, and um, 
I was making short films at the time and I needed to okay. shoot like something at home in a, in mm. a are you gonna, are you gonna do the grinder? Wait, let me tell my story first and then you can do the grinder. So um, anyway, I had these like two actors round in, and it was like on a Sunday morning and the one guy, I think he'd had like a really late night and he came round and he was like, mate, you know, can you make me a coffee? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I think I've got like a, some coffee here. So I made, you know, it's just coffee, right? Put it in the cafetiere, put some boiling water on it, squish it down. I gave him this coffee and he was knackered. He looked knackered. He didn't drink it. <laughs> he took like one little sip and he was like, I was like, is the coffee all right? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's all right, but I'm going to let it cool down a bit. And he left it. So that was my, that was like my coffee skills. And we're going to, mm. we're going to have a, a, a three second grinding break. As we said in the car, if you're listening to this, you're going to hear a grinder. And if you live in the flats of us, <laughs> you get woken up by this at six o'clock every morning. <laughs> Go. You can hear it from the parking. Oh, no. Not plugged in. Oh, you oh. what an anticlimax. <gasps> Technical difficulties with the grinder here. A little bit more advanced. Okay. Grinder. Which beans was that? <laughs> oh, well. so we'll have a Tom Which beans was that? Uh, the ones that need. <laughs> that needs doing again. again. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, you'll hear more grinder in a minute. Yeah. So my so like my my coffee sort of mm. skills was probably on par with how a lot of people still are now, which is, yeah, I, there's no way I would have bought beans. Mm. I would have no clue what, what to do with them. What what kind of um, split do you get on orders between people buying beans and people buying re, uh, pre-ground coffee? So far, it's been mostly pre-ground coffee. Um, but I've had some beans. I'm still, I say, still early days, so I'm still reaching customers, really, and, and to build up that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to build up that picture of what people what people want in the future. So I'm I'm also hoping I've got um, a couple of events coming up. Uh, I'm actually going to be serving coffee at Marco Canhar seminar in Chetmat Plymouth uh, on the 10th, which will be great. So I'm going to be selling selling some coffee bags there as well as filter coffee um, served to people. And similarly, uh, hopefully in the future, there's going to be more events coming up. And the same, that builds up that picture, gets it in front of people, gets people trying it. Yeah. Um, so then hopefully builds up a bit more of a, a so base of people. When, when, when did you... Oh, another grinder. <laughs> Three, two, one, back in the room. <laughs> so um, when, when did you... So f from May, mm -hmm. was it like 1st of May? Can you remember? Because uh, how, how long did it take you to, to send a bag of coffee to someone? That they could order on the website and it gets shipped. How long did that take you? I think two and a half months ish. I've um I've got it written down on my on one on my little whiteboard of when I when I first, first went live was like the fourteenth of uh the fourteenth of June was when I set when when I sort of uh, which one's the seventh seventh of January? 
July 7th month. Yes. 14th of July. That's July. the one. Sorry, okay. I just made myself look like an absolute <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Counting through the months to know which ones are which. Don't but worry. Yeah. I'll tell you my story about where I thought Ireland was until I was 45 <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Let's just say on the other side of England to where ah. it actually is. Okie dokie. So um, don't worry about June and July. So yeah, uh, so 14th of July was when I really went live. And what, so was it like 1st of May? Was, it, was that when you had... When were you... 11th of May, I think, around that around that time, because that, that was June. when so I was two, away. Two months. And a, yeah, and a couple really two, two months-ish. So um, that's pretty quick, right? Because a friend of mine um, who's also been on the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Dimitri Iulu, who now teaches yoga, um, but he started in Cyprus, he started a kind of a, um, like a pret. They didn't have anything like pret a manger over there, and he started called Get Fresh. But I, I'm sure he was planning that for six months longer you know sending out like what if i call it this do you like this color green or mm -hmm. that color green and is this leaf a nice shape what, what do you guys think about this so two months is pretty um i think it's pretty it's, good <laughs> i don't know if it's good or not to be honest i think it's a uh, um i think an it amount is. of bravado an yeah amount, but an this 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 is like something that we've talked about quite a lot on the podcast with regards to like jujitsu stuff mm -hmm. is that you got to just like get on the mat and go mm. and then you will learn you know it's yeah. you, the, the 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 learning is in the doing it's not so much in the planning you know you can plan for years and you still probably have to go through the same process once it goes live as you as you did anyway yeah I, I think it was just that conglomeration of i was hyper focused on it again like thinking about it a lot and had a vision and like you say i thought do you know what i'll just learn as i go along and that's that's exactly what i've been doing every, every step of the way just learning it as i do it and there's definitely a certain um and want to say i want to say stupidity but it's like kind of deeper than that of like just i didn't know what i didn't know so whether i was being rushing things or not or whether i expected things to be faster or slower like a naivety naivety i think that's that's what it came down to partly and so having that focus to actually drive through and just wanted to once i got it into customers hands then i can start working with them start tweaking it start thinking about it uh yeah so that's and, that's and so did did you send once you'd settled on your blends your mm -hmm. three and the decaf were you sending them out to friends and family and saying taste this try this or come around and have some coffees and I've, yeah i did i did sort of a mixture i i um obviously me and my wife were drinking a lot of coffee um but i also tried it with family um i sent it out to a few people i started really as i say trying to think about what is it that i wanted out of this out of the coffee out of the um, brand and as i say learning doing a lot of learning uh trying to figure things out because uh, as i say things like you want to start a business it's like well you got to have a website and then I'm going, oh, well, I've never built a website before. I was going to ask you <laughs> This will be that. fun. <laughs> so did you did you use like a Wix square, whatever, did it yourself or did you get someone to do it? I used Wix and did it did it on the Todd, um, which was a, 
mixed bag of feelings doing that. Uh, it was <laughs> difficult. In it, I didn't realise quite how. You know, it is point and click, but it's also there's so much, so many layers to it. Having to sit down and think about it visually and what's it going to come up like on people's screens, using logos and things. It's and so does yeah. it does it kind of uh, optimize for mobile and tablet and does yeah. it do that for you or you've got to kind of do different versions yourself? No, no, it did, it did it all for me. Uh, was going along as say it was uh, it was both. It was almost too customizable in some ways because you have to do absolutely everything, but it's not quite the same as if you have to, I don't know, build it with, and I'm going to say this very, like, I don't know, like HTML, JavaScript type thing. Right. You can do that, but that is certainly outside of my abilities. Um, and also there was, you know, some tears and talking to my wife about how to how to put something, because you, you realize it's, it, building these things, there's a completely different way to do it. The same with I've never used Illustrator before, but I had to, you know, tweak and change my labels that I'd um, had produced. But then, you know, using Illustrator, oh my goodness. Oh, and I didn't realize that they were going to tie me into a contract for a year where I have to pay... Ooh, like, Illustrator. Illustrator. Adobe Illustrator. I was... Shout out to Adobe. Oh my goodness. I was <laughs> very cross people with them. into contracts. Oh, it was ridiculous. And they, they kept that quiet, right? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is the cheap one. Yeah, you can do that. And then they're like, oh yeah, you can't. If you want to get rid of it, it's a hundred and something pounds to, to get out of the clause. Yeah. I was like, so hmm. I had some crosswords with myself. So lots of mistakes along the way as well. So lots of tripping over myself. And the website, how you have it set up at the moment, mm -hmm. is that, are you kind of happy like that's locked or are you still tweaking it and playing There's with it? There's definitely still tweaking going on, adding pages, changing bits. Um, you know, especially, you know, in that first couple of weeks as well, I had things pointed out to me that I'd done um, or hadn't done. I still find deep parts of the website that I've just got to, got to tweak, got to change the colors, got to change these bits. As I said, I think my whole philosophy around this has been MVP, minimum viable product. That's been, so start with something and then build as I go along. That's like been the whole, so so it's great with something like Wix because it's very easy to add and then publish. Um, so I've just uh, been fiddling around with adding an affiliates page um, so that I can then hopefully get some athletes or some, Podcast today and, and others. I was going to say, get, if you want to uh, sponsorships, affiliate podcast, we're and and then links for, for people to be able to then get commissions and, and other things. It's stuff like that where it's great because I'm I'm not locked in my ways because I haven't got any ways. It's, it's and do, does that Wix site handle all the like payment processing as well? Yeah, it's got a uh, Wix payment stuff through there, so you just obviously add all your payment details and obviously taxes down to you. Um, Cornflower accounting, they was uh, they've been pretty good. Shout out to Cornflower because <laughs> I, as I say I think trying to do they drink your coffee as well? Yeah, while they're doing now. their accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's trying to figure out who the right people and where the right stuff is is half the battle. Like because I don't know very much about anything to be honest, um, and so yeah, I Wix is, was really useful because it it has a lot of that stuff inbuilt. Uh, so I, yeah, use them, PayPal and other bits like that. You can pay however you want. I've got Square up now, so I can take card as well when I'm doing events. 
Oh, so they give you one of those little terminals or whatever it is. Yeah, is it? just bought that. It was £19 or something from, from Square Up. And they've been pretty Amazing. good. How's our coffees looking? Right, I think we are ready. Okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so we've got three coffees. I did put them in the kind of order Can of... we spin the bags around so we yeah. can see them on this side? So, um... <laughs> I think the best is to try them kind of in the order of, uh, I wouldn't want to say strength because that is not the correct word, but how... What is the correct word? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. All right. Um, strength in inverted commas. Dark. Dark. Roast. Yeah, sort of yeah, probably. Roast length, really. <laughs> roast and the origin as mm. well because that mm. also gives... The potential of the coffee. So we will start with the okay daily, daily pohada. Pohada. Yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? <laughs> you know, like Royce Gracie. Yeah. Not no, Royce. <laughs> pohada. <laughs> pohada. Yeah. Okay, I would say porada. Porada. Po Polish way. Okay. That's the Polish way. Okay, so we do have El Salvador, Colombia, Brazil, India, and Vietnam. This is the wide blend one, mm. right? With a little, yeah. little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, and uh, we've got balance, raisin, black cherry, uh, tasting notes. The rose level is around medium. And I have to say as well, it is medium like a speciality uh, rose. So that isn't like a, the kind of medium commercial. So much, good. much better. Uh -huh. uh, and rainforest. Alliance as well, so really good. We've mm -hmm. got the certification yep. in here as well, which is really good. So, are the, is this certification something that was important for you, or that came? Yeah, from the it was. It was important for me. I think mm -hmm. um, all all the ones that I wanted to to use, I wanted to have a bit of a like both ethically and also so sustainably uh, for those parts of the world because it's so easy to you know, get your beans from wherever, and you don't know what practices that are being done, you don't know what the, the lives of those people are. Um, so all the coffees that I have are either they're direct trade, they're, they're fully traceable, um, one of them's fair fully fair trade, and, and the other one's fully Rainforest Alliance as well. So just to know where stuff's coming from, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah, and as well as well that people get paid exactly. more fairly as well for, for mm. the coffee. Right, so have you ever ever done cupping before? I have never done cupping before. Right, okay. Uh, you done cupping before. Yeah, but don't ask me <laughs> any technical. <laughs> well, I just do what is, I'm told. Everything is prepared. So, uh, right. so normally for cupping, uh, this is how coffee, I've, I might have mentioned that before, but this is how coffee as well is tasted at the origin. So at the mm -hmm. farm, that's the how you assess the quality of coffee. And it's probably... Almost as I would drink coffee back home in Poland because this is probably what my mom would make me. <laughs> so you literally grind coffee, always fresh to order. I used 11 grams of coffee and 200 milliliters of water. And you just let it sip. So it's kind of like an immersion method. Mm -hmm. So the water is all the time in contact with uh, coffee and water are in contact yes. together. You also, for cupping, have a special spoon so I've got the one spoon, spoon. for... Yeah, <laughs> almost, yeah. Uh, so I've got spoons for you in here as well. So if you want to grab a spoon. And uh, for cupping, you will take a little bit of the coffee on the spoon and then you want to slurp it. So when show us you, how it's done. <laughs> I will show you. But do you know why you slurp? To get oxygen into it. Yeah, to get the air as well, to allow that coffee to be sprayed inside your mouth. So you know inside your mouth. You have taste buds as well, 
and you want to catfish, right? Catfish. Yes, we did talk about that. Now I remember. Okay, so let's just and drink it. And we found then. out that so the catfish has got the most amount of taste buds, right, of any animal. That, and we found out that they insane. don't that they don't eat mud, <laughs> and they do eat salami. <laughs> <laughs> and other fish. That's true. That's did you listen to that one, the coffee one? I did, but I can't remember that bit. <laughs> so, that, so that was after. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got um, Militia BJJ, shout out to Dominic Walsh. He messaged me and said, uh, actually, catfish don't eat mud. They eat other fish, and I caught one once with a piece of salami. Mm. And there then he came go. on the podcast. So if you want to catch catfish, catfish sandwich. Yeah. I have to say, actually, the coffee uh, episode, I think we had the most people actually contacting us about <laughs> something. Yeah. I think because everyone loves coffee. Everyone loves coffee. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Okay, so a little bit on the spoon, and then you want to slurp it, so... And if you can't make that noise when you do it, you ain't doing it properly. You have to do it again. ASMR <laughs> hey, for the people at home. So I'll just pass it over to you. You do one and I'll do it. Can you, go, can you go back on the couch? I will. Yeah, go on. Why? Because you can probably just see the top of your forehead on the video. Oh. <laughs> and you want the beautiful face. Yeah, and don't knock them off the table. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> All right, here I, I go. So this is everyday pohada. Nice, actually. That is, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I'm surprised after the conversation we've had, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no. But this is definitely that's really nice. nice. Yeah, I would, I would. Not bitter. Uh-uh. Need yeah. to point that uh-uh. out your mouth. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Not bitter. <laughs> Not bitter. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's delicious. Really nice and balanced, actually. So that that word description is good. But I would say as well, even in this one, I have some mango flavor. Mm. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm. Um, are you any good at actually recognizing flavors? I'm terrible. I I'm very. It's it's very basic. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'd love to go and do some some more training on on flavour st- uh, side of things because right now I'm sort of mostly going off of. Yeah. Okay, I see the what what it's saying, and then I'm kind of looking for them. I'm going okay. I'm like that. that. Yeah. It says on the, the bag mango or yes things like that. So so yeah, still. But it's definitely basic. like fruity, but not acidic way. So uh, it does mention raisin, and raisin is. Have that quite intense sweetness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I would say that that yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's delicious. Really, and you know what? Actually, it's really good because quite often blends are associated with espresso, but this actually works really well as a filter. Mm. Mm. So I can totally see that in like a French press. So yeah, recommendation yeah. number one. Yeah. Make see, your you everyday coffee. Uh-huh. The everyday pohada. The 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 daily pohada blend. I I daily I really pohada. like it in. In a cafetiere, I think it works really well. Yeah, yeah. that's, like, that's you know, really real good. good. And you know but what? I, I could I could have that with a drop of cream in it as well. I, I don't think it needs that. I'm not saying it needs it. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm I'm imagining in my coffee mm. cup in the morning now. Yeah. So I, if Ooh. you have a, a French press, then you have that kind of almost like thicker thicker mm. body like we've got mm. now. But if you would like to make it a little bit more crisp, <sighs> you would use like a. Fr- um, a f- Filter like a paper filter. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I think that would be actually really nice in the V60. That's mm. lovely. Yeah, really nice. All right. Okay, now we have old school Numero black belt. Duo. What have we old school black belt? This is single origin from Brazil. Brazil, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Man, I still can't make that noise. Come on. By now you should. Okay, sweet mango and chocolate. Okay, so yeah, chocolate, like and nuts quite often as well. It's very 
um, typical flavors that you'll get from Brazil. So this one definitely is darker in flavors. There is some fruitiness as well, but already this one, I could if you if you like your cream. Oh, this one more for. Yeah. Uh huh. Let's see. Let's Still see. very nice on its own. Mm. Right, but slightly darker if you wish. Yeah, but still like really nice and yeah, fruity uh -huh. and not no bitterness. No bitterness, like, no, no, no. Really good. Well, you know, because like in my head, probably after listening to you every day talking about coffee, so like excited, right? blends are not <laughs> nice and everything has to be single origin. I've never said that. No, but I think in my head I kind of have that. But this actually, like if you said to me, oh, this is a single origin something, something, whatever, I mean, obviously, I'm not a coffee yeah. expert, but I wouldn't be able to tell that that was a blend and this isn't a blend. Yeah. But it's yeah. delicious as yeah, well. Yeah, because it's not mm. one-dimensional. I'm really impressed with this. Yeah, yeah Ooh, really, really nice. good. And then we have the Americana. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got uh, Nicaragua, Peru, uh, Colombia and Brazil. Heavy trico and bourbon. That's just by the sound of it. And darker roast as well. By the sound of it, here is a coffee for you for cream. Mm. <laughs> I can put cream in all of them. I know, but you shouldn't. <laughs> Funny enough, I, I mean, I, I drink cream that black cream. and I, I, I quite yeah. like it. It's my morning. The thing yeah. is, I, I try to do in the morning something with a big spoonful of clotted cream in it. Okay. Just for the calories. Yeah, so we do have some bitterness in here, but definitely you've got that trickle. So almost like a sticky sweetness as well I can tell you this would work definitely with mm. cream would be amazing if you make tiramisu this is definitely oh tiramisu, Whoa, tiramisu. Oh. that would be definitely my choice out of them three yeah really nice and it's really nice that you have a selection of completely different flavors and Go back on the yeah couch. I'm going and it's, it's and actually really comfortable on the floor, no? yeah if you like more. <laughs> he tells us off all the time, right? And I do the same thing. And he does oh yeah, and check out the co the coffee cups. Yeah. Mm. Hey, if you're uh, if you're okay. watching this, I'm relocating. If you can see that on the on the shot now, if you scan your screen with the QR code, it will take you to the podcast which you're already on. So I don't know if you really need to do that, but right, let's taste the dark one. Mm. Oh yeah, that's got like a. It has got a bit of bourbon and a bit of yeah. actually mm -hmm. treacle, right? Rather than yes. sweetness, yeah, treacle like that kind of. Is treacle with molasses that kind of rich dark? Mm. I mean, molasses These are all definitely really good. Got, yeah, that kind of like <laughs> bitterness, but it's really sweet. That bitterness doesn't really like linger it's uh, it's really sweet at the same time mm -hmm. that last one really good. almost that's the americana americana that almost tastes sweetened to me mm. it almost tastes like it's got a little bit of sugar in it or a little bit of syrup yeah you remember that, that kind of actually reminds me but it does have a Vi vietnam in there right vietnamese coffee is uh, it this one not in no, the americana, not, not no. this one ah Quite all from the Americas. Yeah, no, that one. But is I think I think that that um, maybe having those more 
the, the, the sort of more Americas uh-huh. type ones m- maybe pulls that sweetness up a little bit yeah. than you would do if you were getting a darker roast from, say, Vietnam or, uh, or India or elsewhere. Uh-huh. You know, it, because like, as I'm sure you've, you've tasted with these ones, when you've got that sort of South America flavor, it does have that milk chocolatey, fruity vibe that yeah. comes through. So That is really good. So these were kind of recommended by mm. by these guys. Yeah. Just through you saying I would like three different coffees or did you go well, to them and it was say me. I want a dark, I, they, I wanna... they had what they they had lots of various um lists to look through and brochure type things and So would that have kind of like flavor lists, yeah. profiles and, and so I went through those I narrowed down what I liked and sort of try to think okay not just what i'm gonna like but also what's a broader range what's something Mm -hmm. that when someone does get an americana they can instantly tell that it's that as opposed to daily pajada because you know if i just got light medium dark you know maybe there'd be a bit of difference but really you want a whole personality that comes into those those ones so really i also want something that when someone does decide i like that one that they want to get it again and again yeah. um so yeah say I, I i found the spec i had all the specification sheets looked through them found the ones i liked got a range of tryouts various things um to go through tried them in various methods uh, mostly espresso and cafetiere and a bit of filter and then was like these ones these are these are where it is at. Yeah, that's a really good choice because I uh, exactly what you've mentioned. I think they would work really well as espresso as well. Mm. And to find a coffee that kind of tick all the boxes, mm. it's not that easy. Yeah. But do people make espresso at home? A is that the machine? The... I do. <laughs> Every, I mean, probably half people I'm working with, and okay, it's the coffee. We don't. Coffee. Yeah, because I prefer filter coffee. That is the only one reason but why we don't have an espresso machine at all. Sage, for example, Sage machine is one of the most popular probably coffee maker at home now. And it's what, what actually, do you use? I use a Delonghi thing from from John Lewis single espresso maker, which I got mm-hmm. for my uh, as a wedding gift, which was brilliant oh, um, from my mum, I believe. Uh, and shout out to you mum. Know, yeah, <laughs> shout out to mum. We need uh, to ask people how many times you did shut <laughs> out, shout my, out today. <laughs> and, and do a grinder and other bits like that, which which kind of came with with all of that. So, so and does the machine also allows you to steam the milk, or is just it does, purely? It but does. I never use it because so right. like, <laughs> I feel like it's just black. Yeah. <laughs> a little <laughs> machine that you would find in a coffee shop. With a put the thing in and grind the stuff. Yeah, the water the it's an at home version. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's not anything too extreme. I mean, um, yeah, as said, I never use the milk feature of it, so I'm mm. always, you know, my my recent love is making long blacks, like so, putting a bit of water in first, then putting the Ameri- then putting the es- double espresso on the top just to get that crema on the top. On top. Yeah. That's, that's what I like to take to work about two o'clock in the afternoon. So. Um, but yeah, it, but then every morning I cannot be bothered to go through the whole rigmarole. So just grind a few beans and make a cafetiere. That's that's the routine. And with, do you with that. do you change daily what you're drinking or not do you? daily, but 
regular. Just go through a bag and then go through another bag and another bag. Yeah, of. it depends yeah. on what what we've got. So I bought a kilogram of the um, uh, uh, of the um, old school black belt, and so I've been working my way through steadily through that. I've got the the uh, daily pahada waiting in the <laughs> background, ready to, to to jump in. But then sometimes I do have the the decaf ones as well because. It's a. It does have a really good flavour. And, and in the afternoon, <laughs> I'm keen to to try that. Actually, we'll yeah. we'll order some mm-hmm. of the decaf for sure because I want to see how it how it compares or or you know as a family of four, you know how they mm. how they kind of go yeah, together. Th- th- it, those yeah. those are really. I can't say I'm surprised they're nice because. I was expecting them to be nice, but they're really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really, really good coffee. And what did you drink before you started your own business, company? Did you buy coffee online or mm. you kind of didn't kind of care what you're drinking as long as it was caffeine? I, to be honest, one of the big ones that I, I used to get is like my staple was like Lavazza beans. <laughs> like I really right, like okay. Lavazza beans. And, uh, but also. That's a nice upgrade. Yeah, we, we used to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we used to go through various different companies. As mm-hmm. you, the great thing these days is, you know, you do go into Tesco's or whatever. There are lots of different beans yeah. that you can buy. Uh-huh. And some of them are better than others. Uh, you know, you can't... You, if you want to get a brick of the the gold, whatever it's called, like gold something or other from Lidl... It, and and this has completely changed over the last several years that I've been drinking coffee because I had to really I started having you know milky latte type things and had to train myself on to less sugar less less milk and now you're on black coffee now black coffee and so that changing quality as well because you really start to notice <laughs> if you're having black coffee and it's Starbucks black coffee or something it you really notice the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry to throw shade on Starbucks, um, <laughs> but it's, it's true, isn't it? I don't. Was it you who was saying, or someone was saying about the the milk? I mean, really, you're just drinking like a syrupy milk. That shake. was actually after the podcast that we had, and I think that was Ebi that said um, Maybe. that he stopped mm. drinking. Uh, yeah, because normally, milk. you know, you are drinking a syrup mm. yeah. milkshake that's warm. That and then you coffee maybe eventually yeah. get on to drinking coffee i think you know the kind of natural progression not for everyone obviously but i started with like a probably a latte with single shot mm. and as well maybe mm. some syrup or something right but then at some point but with everything like when i was younger beer i was just gonna say was and, a with whiskey as and whiskey well. as well Same, right? mm. uh, because it's like really intense flavors like we we went to your sister's last weekend right and Eunice tasted the wine and she said, it's really strong wine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and for us now, it's like, come on, it's just wine. But if you are like younger, I think y- you need to develop like your palate and mm. the well, ability to deal with certain flavors. I, as I well. think that, yeah, definitely. And and I was just thinking about how the Italians say have their coffee where uh-huh. you don't have milky coffee you don't have a cappuccino past like 10 o'clock 11, or 11, yeah. 11 o'clock uh-huh. or whatever it is that that kind of like behavioral side of things they associate like it's trying to associate when you do have milk in your coffee from when you don't have milk in your coffee um or even um yeah like like you say sort of training yourself to actually like it or, uh-huh. well in, in a weird weird way it's so intense like when you first have an espresso it's like <laughs> but I think as well with 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 flavors, I think that 
two things that happen as you get older. So you mm. you lose taste, right? You taste buds die you, off. You, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. you you kind of lose your ability to taste things so well as you get older. I mean, I definitely my I can't hear mm. as well. I don't taste as much. Probably my mm. smell is is not as good as it was. So I think you you seek out stronger, more intense flavors mm. because you need them. You know, if you have stuff that's very gentle as a kid, Battle. it was great. Mm-hmm. Now you just think that it's, they've forgot to put the flavor in. Mm. And but I think also as you get older, certainly for me, with most things, like you've done a lot of stuff already. You've yeah, eaten a lot you of stuff. You've drunk a lot. Of stuff. It's like I've had. You know, everything tastes the best the first time, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So you so you've got to have something different for it to to be the first time again mm. so it's kind of nice then to drill down a bit and mm-hmm. you know find out where's it from what are the notes that i'm going to taste and how should you know it's recommended to do this one in a cafeteria or yeah. this one in an espresso machine or whatever speaking of tasting things for the first time and starbucks have you tried the or have you heard about the coffee with olive oil I have heard of it. Yes. Have you tried and, and it? I have not tried it, but the 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 olive oily fatty ones are where they put the various it, it sounds very weird. I'm not going to lie. Like have, <laughs> you have, had how, how yeah, you, I had yeah. What did you think? I actually like that. Mm. I shouldn't say that. Well, I, I mean, people are doing it. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, I I had the cold brew um with foam on the top and that foam, it was really weird because that foam was definitely sweetened with something and it did have olive oil. And mm. I really like that. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, I like weird things. Right? <laughs> I was just thinking in my head, if you Do start you selling olive oil, you can call it nogi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? The slippery nogi olive oil. But do you remember the one time you got like really excited? I was making ice cream and Jason came back home and he was like, oh, what flavors are you making? Like lemon and cardamom. And I was like, no, olive oil and rosemary. And he was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, really weird, good, right? Weird, good. Yeah, I think <laughs> really, really as I've got older, things like olive oil have definitely become like uh, the olive oil crisps. Really love. I've got some sitting on. Truffle, right? Truffle, and I think maybe olive oil. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> on the on the kind of just to kind of pick your brains on this in terms of the the fashions that that are in coffee right now. Mm. One of the things I've noticed is obviously cold brewers now become yeah. like really big. But also, I was thinking on a on a kind of side of um, where we see our coffee, which is on Instagram and things. I think that one thing that keeps milky coffees going. That I'm sure that lots of people like them is latte latte <laughs> art yeah. is so big, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'd never drink a lot. Well, I would, but but I'm not I'm not likely to order one. But on the other hand, there's something so visually appealing yes. about when someone creates like a phoenix or something like rising out of, or a little cat that waves. And you're like, <laughs> wow, that's really cool. <laughs> oh, those 3D ones are amazing. Yeah, right? the jaw, <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, those are, those exactly are cool. Yeah. yeah, you can do some. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely do. I can do level like stuff, a, right? No giraffes. N- no, okay. I don't know if giraffe is such a like. It's a different the one thing. That comes out. Yeah, but yeah, for that you need like a thicker milk, so it's like a drier mm. milk. I don't think well, it's gonna taste that it. good. It's for Instagram. Yeah, right? exactly. It's for, yeah. <laughs> So for, it's for the clicks. It's not for. It's not for drinking. That's where I'm going wrong, right? But yeah, you're trying to make <laughs> one that's like nice. A, like a tulip, seven layers. Mm. But uh, yeah, definitely, I can tell you as well from training uh, mm. because I work with coffee, so I work in a training department. Um, 
And people, even people that don't drink coffee, it's quite often it's difficult to make people try espresso. They just like, oh no, it's too offensive. Mm. <laughs> But when you show them latte art, they get so excited. This is how you get attention. And this is what everyone wants to learn. Mm. They don't care about espresso, how it tastes. I think latte art is like juggling, right? If yeah. If you say to someone, I'm going to teach you how to juggle, like everyone's like, okay, cool. I'm yeah. How to juggle. Especially that really is not that difficult once you understand the principles, you know, holding the cups, steaming the milk. Have you tried to do it? Or no, no, no. Not, not even attempted. I think I'd just waste some milk at this <laughs> point. Um, no. no, honestly, but once you, once you, if, if someone especially explained to you, you know, mm. all the basics, how to hold the cup, how to hold the jug and everything, then like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. And mm. yeah. Well, it's so weird because it's, it's, just like um, with the perceptions of things like the roast and stuff, dark mm -hmm. or medium or like people already have like preconceived notions. So things like espressos, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be wired. And it's like, but you're having the same shot that you would have if <laughs> exactly. you were having some, a latte. You're having mm -hmm. one shot mm. or two shots in there. Same amount of caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to get in you and you're going to feel exactly, you should feel exactly the same, but there's the almost psychosomatic like type of I think though I've read some studies that the release or uh, your mm. absorption of the caffeine is slower when you got it with milk okay fair enough probably yeah. the fat, right? well, that the makes fat sense probably yeah. slows it down yeah. so that might and because as well you've got some sugar in there mm. right and I think whenever I drink too much coffee and I have like shakes <laughs> Uh, when you go to A and E, <laughs> yeah, just before I go, I have chocolate or something sweet just to balance it out. And I found, mm. I found as well that if when I went on keto diet, which obviously removes um, carbs, so you remove all the sugar, I could really feel that caffeine kick. Mm. So maybe there is something mm. in there that actually, uh, you know. Uh, how your how your body yeah. reacts reacts yeah. to it, yeah. uh, but uh, I think anyway you will absorb that caffeine, but maybe yeah. at a slightly different rate, and maybe there's something as well, you know, just to balance that. Mm. Mm. But yeah, lots of people just well, don't want to try even espresso for some reason. There's a way to pull people down onto doing an espresso, like you know, start with the with a black americano and then yeah. move to a long black, sort of pull it. Just remove water as you're going along, <laughs> and then eventually they'll be they'll be going. Oh, this coffee's got yeah. small recently. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but I, I think sorry, I'm I'm gonna stop here as well because on that note, I think the problem is mm. that quite often people when they try it the first time, maybe they don't try the good one. Yeah, right. If it's yeah. not brewed correctly, or the machine is not cleaned, that is not pleasant experience. And then in, in your head, it's like. This is terrible. I remember we had this uh, plumber uh, doing some work at, at home and I offered him a coffee and he said, no, I don't like bitter things. I said, well, my coffee wouldn't be bitter. So <laughs> what are you talking about? But I think this is the what people have in head, yeah. right? in their head. That but, but I think also really that, that also comes down to like perceived value and a, oh, and a cultural thing, thing, right? Yes. Because uh -huh. you know, if you're Italian... Mm -hmm. You have an espresso. Mm. It's like a thing. Right? Yeah. You, from two years old, you see people drinking espressos like that. We have yeah. an espresso. Whereas, you just drink it and go. Right, and that's yeah. that's the that's the purpose of it. Uh -huh. Whereas 
you know, in in the UK and probably in a lot of other markets, you're like, I'm going to pay £2.50 for like a thimble full of coffee. Well, if I'm paying £2.50, I'm going to have a whole cup full. So I'm yeah. having a long black mm. or a whatever because even though the rest of it is just boiling water, water like uh-huh. I can drink that for half an hour yeah. instead of... Uh, even one minute even on that note as well even with the amount of espresso because you can have slightly different recipes right yep. so you can have like a shorter shot maybe even ristrettos or shorter than espresso but in uk especially in more the commercial market people don't like it because ex- exactly for that they look into a cup and they're like is that why am I paying like two pounds for it if it's just yeah, this it's amount? Kind of, it's a bit like not a thinking that the amount of the material is exactly the same because you use the same amount of coffee to make an americano or espresso. It does. Spit, I, I suppose partly part of the culture is obviously what are you doing at that cafe? Like, like you say, like that yes. espresso culture, like before work, stop at the cafe, yeah. done, and then go. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of British people, when you sit down at the cafe, you want to chat about stuff. Or I mean, we're traditionally we're tea drinkers, right? You sit down with a mug of tea and that's why as well and have a chat. That's Mm. the two reasons why people ask for extra hot drinks in UK because they want to sit down for two hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because tea in general will be much hotter, right? Because it's boiling water. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 Although that is changing, I just read recently that um, coffee is now. most probably after like water but coffee versus tea now coffee is the oh how to say that the more popular yeah like that we drink more coffee now in uk than so if you want to if you want to see a short film about coffee versus tea <laughs> have a look in the show notes i'll put my little short film that i made a long time ago about true, yeah. coffee versus tea <laughs> in the show notes mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's why it is a kind of a, is a social thing yeah. that people want to sit down with a bit. You know, yeah. it's almost like if you you get a glass of water with your espresso. Uh-huh. So you can have your espresso and then sit still for 20 minutes and sip the water and have a chat. It's, mm. it's yeah. kind of the same thing, right? You want to do something while you're drinking your coffee, often. I've, I've noticed as well, like, there's loads of jiu-jitsu people that mm. love coffee. Oh, that's good. Th- that's <laughs> why I was thinking as well. Yeah. This, is, this is amazing market and like an opportunity to actually make a coffee that is mm. and I, think, I think as well like with certainly speaking for myself and you know a lot of other people that i'm that i know like jujitsu people are quite um into jujitsu yes so like if there's a jujitsu <laughs> coffee or there's jujitsu trainers or there's jujitsu shampoo or there's jujitsu soap, soap. Like, they like it right because it's like yeah bro this is can only use this soap if you do jiu-jitsu right so it's kind of with the coffee you want to kind of have these other things that are the little kind of badge that tells people oh that's an interesting coffee yeah bro i do jiu-jitsu you know so it's yeah i think it's a real nice synergy i would definitely be like proudly displaying those bags yeah yeah it's a good conversation starter i think as as well with with that and like you say that that's kind of one of the reasons, well, both as a jujitsu practitioner and someone who like looked at the the market and was like, I am surprised there aren't. I think there's one one company that I've been to had a chat to. Um, they were really nice and, and sent me some of uh, what they've got, but they've stopped doing any coffee at all. Is uh, coffee and kumuras over? Uh, I think oh yeah, coffee and yeah. kumuras. They're really nice. Um, 
and really cool. I've got one of those stickers. Uh, but exactly that, it's things like stickers or, or um, uh, Dan uh, grappling soap, uh, grappler soap. He, he was giving me some advice. It's that kind of trying to figure out what, one of the reasons why I kind of went with jujitsu apart from anything else is because it's the people that I know yeah. and the mm-hmm. people that I love and want to serve, <laughs> you know, in a, in a, sounds a bit corny, but, but actually being like, well, what's the thing that I would like my, uh, people that I train with to have or, yeah. and even for yourself, right? Exactly. It's yeah. kind of like, what, yeah. what, what would I, what would make me go, oh, I'm going to buy some of that. Well, yeah. that's what I'm going to sell. <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, as well, um, I, I because we both train jujitsu as well, and I always look for any sort of jujitsu rela- related presents for like mm. I don't know, birthday, Christmas, whatever. It's actually really cool. So mm. and, and you also need to, like to somehow get to all the like girlfriends of the yeah, that, that's that's yeah. yeah. You need to get into one of those, you know, like uh, whatever it is, Harper's Bazaar, OK Magazine, <laughs> you know, presents for your mm. husband, boyfriend yeah. this this uh, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hashtag Christmas present. Hashtag Christmas be, presents. Yeah. that would be great. And 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 also, uh, you know, more gyms than ever. I think are now opening little cafes and things. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and also have little shops and want uh-huh. to sell those things. And one of the things I, I also always look out for little jujitsu things because I also know because of where we are in terms of the jujitsu's growth, it's still little businesses, it's still mm-hmm. little people like you. You can message them on Instagram and they'll message you back and it'll be the person themselves. Uh, you know, may, maybe a few big companies to tell me or show your role or stuff like that, but even then. I feel like as a community, you're only one step removed mm-hmm. from the top of the sport, <laughs> which yeah. is quite nice. Yeah. Um, you know, like like I went to the the Enyo grappling oh, uh, yeah. tournament the other day. It was fantastic. Um, That's is that normally down in Southampton? Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of not a million miles from you, right? Easier to get yeah, to than a couple of hours drive. A few. Hours. Mm. I think we ended up driving like three hours to get there. Oh, okay. It's not easy to go east sometimes with them <laughs> uh, in parts of the country. Um, but yes. Uh, and, and So did you take coffee with you? I did, but I didn't. I, I, I was uh, not so good at touting it. I All think right. that was that I was wearing my shirt and trying to like talk to some people. But I was sat like um, behind like, you know, Daniel Strauss and things like that. And you're like, oh, wow. You're close to close to the action in a in a way that maybe with other sports and and other communities just isn't a just not able to do anymore because you know yeah. security guards yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah yeah nice so what else should i have asked you about coffee that i haven't or have we covered everything you want to talk about no i think um that's most of my my because I've got some other I've completely random questions. I've yeah, go on. Oh, oh my yes. God, random questions. Get ready. <laughs> you want me to talk for <laughs> half an hour now. <laughs> uh, blog, because you also started a blog. Yes. What's yeah. the idea? Um, I think the first one was about the French press, which mm-hmm. is, I think, still the most common way people make coffee. That's because, the Bodum, Yeah, right? the, the plunger. The yeah, this is, what I made, this is what I made my legendary yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't me. have this one at home. <laughs> so, so the blog kind of covers a couple of different things. One of them is 
within the first week of having it uh, launching, I had people asking me who wanted to participate. They wanted to be like, oh, I'd like to buy that, but didn't know anything about mm. fresh coffee. Or they were like, oh, yeah, just use the capsules, which, by the way, is like, anytime someone says that, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I thought, have something. Coffee fundamentals, those, you know, just like you would with a white belt or something, you, you can be like this is how you do it mm -hmm. very simple um start with something like french press move on to i've got plans for sort of a filter coffee one but also uh you know eventually an espresso one where, where the kind of some of them are much more complicated or there's a lot more variables but actually so that uh, if a jiu-jitsu guy was like uh, or girl was like oh i no idea where to start there you go it's yeah. it's right there easy instructions um but also the blog is a little bit of a sort of creative space for me so I can just write about whatever I like to. Like one of them I wrote about what I feel is the real problem with PEDs being in um, in jiu-jitsu just as a, as a place where I could then express my views a little bit. Um, maybe not even with the idea that people necessarily read it but because sometimes you get a bee in your bonnet about something. And you're Caffeine like, doesn't count as a PED, right? Uh, well, <laughs> you know... In, Large enough doses, I suppose it could, but um, there's a double-edged sword like all these things, but not quite as messing up of your endocrine system or whatever, Yeah, um, which is good. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the expectant eyes on me because I just mentioned that. No, no, that no. Blog, I mean, but, um, yeah. So, so the blog is where is the blog through Instagram? People find it or through the website? You can you can go through my link uh, link tree on Instagram to find the blog, but you can also um, just go through the website. Is that WordPress? Is that what you use for the blog? No, I use the Wix. Oh, it um, does it all thing. in it within It just has blogs. I mean, um, I just write it and and put some pictures in and put some links in. I'm, I tell you what, the, the, the mystical black magic that is um, SEO or search engine optimization, I have not a clue. Ah, okay. So, uh, so well, I'll put you in touch with <laughs> Justina, who's been on the podcast, who she yeah. did a podcast on SEO. Mm. Um, it's probably in the first 15, if you guys want to mm -hmm. go back and listen, it's somewhere in the, the, the early ones, SEO, Justina, Kulz. How does she say her surname? Kulz. Oh my god, what's her surname? Kulz. Kulz. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Anyway, she's she's a, she does she does <laughs> SEO. Yeah. So if you want to have a chat with her, she's super easy to talk to, and you know she will she will, can either just give you some pointers or you can actually sort out you wanted to do some work. Oh, for it's you. grand. Yeah. If you want to do some SEO, she's she's really good. Yeah. I'm um, sorry, Justina, that I don't remember your surname. Kulz. Kulz. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure okay. it is. I just, whenever I try to pronounce anything Polish, you just give me the look. <laughs> the laser eyes. I always just give you the look. Yeah, that, that <laughs> butchered the that's why I was just looking to see my pronouncement. Yeah. It's, it's another thing I'm just constantly learning about these things because I never really realised it was much of a much of a thing you had to know about. But similarly, I'm not that, I, like, I am bothered. I'd like people to read, read my blog. Um, anything I put up mm -hmm. but on the other hand it's also a bit of a space for me to put something down like um you know like we what we were talking about at the beginning I'd really like I've got to be in my bonnet about sort of um conflict management and uh sort of the philosophy behind sort of self-defense and where that goes the difference between something being martial or 
not sort of more civil or something. Those, those sorts of topics are always kind of, I know this is a bit off coffee, but but is is always kind of buzzing in my head mm. when I'm thinking about them. Yeah, it's a bit like with uh, Seymour Mikatsu. Mm. You know, so he's kind of, he's, he's best known for his art. But if you follow his online presence, mm-hmm. he's like reviewing towns that he visits. <laughs> yeah. Movies, Netflix shows, music, restaurants. I usually find out about films through Seymour. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, so he's, he's <laughs> just kind of... Everything that he is on his mind, uh-huh. he kind of publishes it. Yeah. Mm. So I think he went to Stevenage. Did he go to Stevenage? Yeah. Took some photos and he's talking about the one-way system and yeah. the 1970s architecture and whatever. So, I mean, I think, you know, this is this is one of the really nice things about these kinds of mediums. So podcasts, mm. websites, social media, these kinds of things where you can really sort of interact with your customers, with your yeah. fan base. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like starting a conversation, but just in a different way. That yeah, we can and I think what's think really important is for, for your customers, let's call them customers, that they can get to know you. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's that kind of personal story that, that then underpins the product. Like if the coffee is not nice, you're going to struggle. But you could have really nice coffee and it doesn't really get any traction because there's lots of really nice coffee. So it's kind of having that engagement with people where they're like, Mm -hmm. I found that quite interesting. And it's quite nice that you bother to publish something every week, fortnight, month, whatever it is, and that you kind of do this and that you turn up to these events and stuff. You know, certainly that's what I'm finding with the podcast is that the more we sort of try to interact, the more people respond because they mm. just see that you're trying to do something mm. and they think, you know, people can kind of um, resonate with that. Mm. So, yeah, I think the blog the blog is good, even if it's got nothing to do with coffee. Yeah. It's still, you know, it's about y- you and you're part of the brand, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah. I, th- I think one thing people value when, when they're looking at various things that they're going to buy because, you know, there's a million, like, I don't know, drop shippers and fba people and whoever like out there what whatever they do but really it's it's having an authenticity a thing that someone like you say they don't just see a very polished advert which looks like um one day i'd love to have a polished advert but a bit far from that at the moment it but they can see a video of me talking about the the product or they can see hopefully listen to this and hear about it, hear about what people think, uh, that I'm, I'm a human, I'm out there, you can find me <laughs> probably pretty easily. Yeah. Um, whereas, I, I don't know, if I was... Uh, Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks was <laughs> separate or just a, a brand. Like there's all these marketing gurus and stuff who are out there who I'm sure are very good and great at making money, good for them. But they're also, it's all about being really curated and being like, everything I'm putting out there is exactly, it's got to be on brand, it's got to be right on the money, and I'm not very good at that. I'm, I'm all over the place. So. <laughs> Just good at picking out some nice uh, blends yeah. so far. Thank you very much. So, all right, let me ask you three questions. Oh, Ooh, how don't exciting. Don't, yeah, I've got another one. Oh, God. I've got a new one. So, question, <laughs> so, all right, so question number one will be the new one. Okay. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, who Ooh. would play me? 
I haven't got a clue. Well, I don't even know what I, who I look like with that. Uh, Shall I tell you who I'm thinking? Okie dokie. Have you got, have you got no. Christian Bale? That's relatively flattering, unless it's the American psycho hey, version of uh, Christian Bale. slightly older. Well, no, I'm thinking <laughs> you're not going to make a movie about your life until you're <laughs> older, right? Me up a bit. So but a younger, a younger Christian Bale coffee, and right? you're a bit older, there's a little bit of a, okay. little bit of a similarity there. A little bit. That's... I wouldn't mind Christian Bell playing me. No, yeah, I, I, I'm not offended by that. Though. That's, I wouldn't be. Yeah. All right, Christian so I've, I've answered question number one. <laughs> Let's try you. question Sorry, number two. Sorry, my, my, my pop <laughs> culture okay, knowledge is okay. clearly wanting. Who, who should play you? Uh, I've been told a few times, <gasps> oh, I know. Ben yeah, Kingsley. Okay. okay. Hold on, I had something else. I was kind of thinking more Al Pacino. <laughs> Denzel <laughs> In Washington. <your> dreams. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> Although Al Pacino's seen the agent. Nat- Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2023. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, okay, so question number two. Um, if you were stuck in a TV show for a month, what would you choose? Can't be a reality show. I mean, it yeah, can hopefully, be, but hopefully not one of the ones. So, that what do you mean, like TV dies. series? Yeah, TV series. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I've been watching recently. Succession. Come on, on the yacht. <laughs> Is that what you would choose? No. Oh. No, they all. Quite I good. can't swear, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can swear. Beep it. Ben, Ben's favorite word. <laughs> um, I'm not even. I. I I feel I feel very boring not watching a huge amount of of various series. Or my problem is is I start watching things and about ten minutes in. Well, what I'm did like you watch when you were young? Off. Have you got an answer? Tweenies. <laughs> you know. What's tweenies? Is that like oh, a kids it's program? A kids program. I remember watching. There was I would go through rashes of various things. You know, watching Pokemon or something like that, or. I never watched Pokemon. I think we're... How old are you? We're, I am 28. Oh, yeah. I'm 50. We're like a different... 52. <laughs> different uh, uh, generation. Have you got a... What would no, you be because in? every single TV series I'm thinking of, I'll be surrounded by C-word. Oh. <laughs> like Ozark or... <laughs> oh, no. See, you probably, you're probably not even aware of, but I would be in the A-team. Fair uh, the original yeah. A team. I would be doing the f- what? I'll be the fifth member of the A team. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know what. That's I do. a pretty but they good need choice. A loser, right? Every week I do a podcast. <laughs> shooting. Yeah. Shooting guns everywhere, but no one well, ever getting hit. Like chain yeah. already, right? I got the so, chain. Yeah, the BA go. chain. Mm. Okay, so I've answered this, my I've, second I've, question. I've been a terrible <laughs> guess for these last two questions. So I'm okay. Well, so apologize. the last question is: you can have ten million pounds right now. But you're being chased by a snail. Mm-hmm. If the snail touches you, you die a horrible death. The snail cannot be stopped. The snail cannot be killed. The snail knows where you are at all times and it has only one purpose, which is to find you. Would you take the money? Right, I've got a question, clarification in here. Can the snail travel by different transports or he can only move at his own speed? Mm. No, I mean, he can, he can stick on someone's leg or he can... Plane. Yeah, it can get on someone's suitcase. Okay. Fair enough. Um, right. I mean, it's a snail. It can do whatever a snail could, could do. I don't know do, what theoretic. snails do. Well, you've seen squashed. them crawl up things, right? <laughs> no, it can't be killed. <laughs> I, 
I feel like it would be worth it because I feel, with £10 million, you can do quite a lot of stuff. So, for instance, you know, te- like you could have a team of people, like their job is just to monitor where the snail is at all times and just kind of, you could you could even augment your your money by having a having a whole TV show, like just of, of where the snail ah. is next and um, what it's up to and what you're up to in, in you know, the probably the opposite side of the world or that's yeah, the best you, answer so far you, yeah because that's like they call it like on brand that's like you know in the moment reality tv show can, about can you stick a camera on this snail? well you can't touch it right because you die. Oh, could someone okay. else touch True. it though? oh yeah exactly probably, ah, probably. i mean yeah. i'm gonna say yes yeah, this is a great idea <laughs> this, is like, this is actually a good <laughs> you idea make show, money. Right? <laughs> yeah. um yeah you just have to keep moving occasionally. Well, I mean, you could stay for a good period of time in one place. I mean, that's what I was thinking. But then, if he can travel, he, I just assume he's gender, Jesus. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have a name for it next. Yeah, don't, don't assume the snail's gender. And that's the last time I am on the podcast. They're technically, <laughs> technically hermaphrodites. Ooh. Gastropods. Gastropod. Oh, gastropod. Yes, shout, out terrest- to, shout out to hermaphroditic. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm assuming it's some sort of terrestrial gastropod as opposed to a. That's a good answer, though. Yeah. That's the. Yeah, yeah. because everyone always just say yeah. Yes or no. It's like, yeah. But that's uh, a did good Someone uh, say no. Oh, it's no? about 50 50 split. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Some rich people. Yeah. yeah, yeah 50 50. But that's like a. Yeah, I like it. I like mm. it. Mm. Cool. So, um, thank you for coming in. Well, hold on. Where can we see you? Was, Are you? I'm going to oh, get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say thank you for coming in and tell everyone where they can I find you. I thought that you were wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, okay. where, do, where do people find you? Uh, you can follow me on at Heel Hook Coffee. Um, similarly, Heel Hook Coffee on, um, on Facebook as well. I'm sure there's lots of other social media sites that I'm not quite the, as what's, au What's the with. website? Uh, www.heelhookcoffee.co.uk um, Please check it out. Uh, join the... Uh, join the mailing list. Uh, you can get a 10% discount if you join the mailing list um, at the moment. So that'd be great. Check and out the various deals. Get in contact as well. You know, info at heelhookcoffee.co.uk. Uh, I'm just an email away. So if you have any questions, if your gym wants to sell the coffee, if you're uh, any, anything like that, then then just get in contact and we'll have a chat about it. And, and you're quite active on Instagram. Yeah. Mainly kind of Insta. Yeah, yeah, mainly Instagram. Um, obviously, if anything comes up uh, on Facebook or whatever, I see that as well. Um, I try to stay relatively active and comment on things and people see me about. Anyone could DM me and I respond pretty quick. And you also travel to some seminars and stuff like that? I think I saw... Soon. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of things in the works, but um, I'm still... Wet. I'm, I've got... The seminar with Marco Kanha coming up, which is at um, Ocean BJJ, check Matt Plymouth. So if you'd like to go to that, then then When's that? This contact. might come out that's ne- that. Oh, that, that's next Sunday. So on the 10th okay, of September. Okay, if, if you didn't go to that, you missed the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you missed the coffee there, but then there will be more opportunities coming up. But if uh, if your gym or your, um, uh, or your seminar or your event of various types, I mean, I'm really, I'd really like to get into some competitions uh, to sell mm-hmm. my coffee uh, and if you're listening to this and thinking that's the sort of thing that we could have at our event um, then just yeah be great to be in contact with you and, and to work things out I'm, I'm open to ideas as well 
Uh, I've not got a fixed vision of what's what's next definitely going to happen. Uh, similarly, there's going to be affiliate links soon. So I'd really like to work with with various people. So if you think that that would be something you'd like to do, then get in contact, DM me. Beautiful. And I know we are only in September, but I saw already mean spice yesterday in the shop. So if you are looking already for a Christmas present, for yeah, example, great, for your group, Christmas or, present. yeah, absolutely. Right, son, boyfriend, or girlfriend that does jujitsu. I think this is super cool because uh, for the jujitsu person yeah. in your life, just say yeah. it like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to remove that gender <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, for a jujitsu person in your life. Yeah, it's yeah. A, that's yeah, a great that present. Is super. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe Secret you'll do Santa. like a little Secret Chris- Santa, right? Normally, you are kind of restricted with the true money. That's that's super true. Cool Everyone present. who works with me. <laughs> Someone's gonna know Dika who the, who the secret Santa was from me. Non Dika from me. Yeah, yep. whoever. Yeah, whoever it is from me, you know what you're getting now. And you don't have to be a jujitsu person to like the good. It's good coffee. Like, uh, that's, how, that's however you, well, however yeah. you like it. So yeah, it's like it for anyone's custom at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So yeah, definitely check the coffee out. I, honestly, I have to say those are all really delicious. Really nice. Yeah. Really, really good, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, if, if you're just literally looking for a good bag of coffee to try, if you're someone that fancies yourself as a little bit of a coffee connoisseur, as I know a lot of people do, then, um, yeah, check them out. They're really good. And, um, you know, support support the community because it is mm-hmm. kind of a, mm. you know, adds to the jiu-jitsu community. And, um, and small businesses. Small business, entrepreneurs. Yeah, brilliant. Beautiful. Buy yourself some coffee. Follow the podcast as well, at White Basement Pod. Um, As I said at the beginning, wherever you're listening, go and leave me a review. Like, make 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 a five-star one. Yes, and if you're on YouTube, (laughs) like, subscribe, bell button all, as Ivan on tech says. (laughs) I won't do the techno version. So uh, thank you for coming in, Gosha, and um, giving us some extra little coffee wisdoms. And uh, thank you again for coming down. I know you had a long drive, so I really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, it was it was a bit long, but thank thank you very much for having me. It's very flattering to be asked. So beautiful, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can hopefully we can do something with the podcast with the mm. with the coffee. So um, yeah, if you uh, look on my Instagram by now, by the time you're listening to this, you will hopefully see some heel hook stuff on my page. Brilliant. And we'll catch you next time. If you don't deserve my love, you won't get it, no credit Me over once and regret it, yeah, I said it Feelings and emotions, I can shed it, re-edit I'm running from my past, yeah, a legacy through the pellets I'm running round my brain, trying to 